0: Hey everybody, my name is Alex and you're listening to Lunchbox Radio. Now, before we get started on even the pre-segment, let me do the pre-segment, go figure. Um, I wanted to thank everybody for listening to my last episode on Promare. I know it probably came out a little bit later than everybody was expecting. I screwed up all the tickets and went to a different show than I was planning on, because I was planning on going to a different show, and I just... I didn't work it out well. But, thank you also to everybody who has been listening to the the episode on CopCraft. That was one of my weirder ones, where I'm like, I know this show isn't that popular, but I like the character designs, and... I... So I just gonna watch this show and talk about that. <laughs> um, if you haven't listened to either of those episodes, they are the last two eps the two episodes before this in the feed, pro marriage first, Copcraft and second. And also, if you follow me on Instagram and you're listening to this, I am participating, because I am a madman, in not only Inktober, but the like anime version of Inktober in that um high dive is doing where like they've assigned 31 different like nerd terms to each day. So I have tomorrow's done already or today's if you're listening to this on Friday. I've the I have the fourth one done already. the fifth one is gonna get weird and interesting. Good thing it's a Saturday. But, um, it's just a lot of fun. I've tried to do Inktober in the past, and quite honestly, I got bored and, like, distracted. So, in order to do that, to do this year and try to make it to all 31 days of October, I am doing not just the actual prompt list, but the secondary prompt list that High Dive came up with. And I'm, like, layering them on top of each other and trying to do cool things. So check those out literally every day on Instagram, which is, I believe, at AlexHoltCohan. You can check those out there. If you see promotions for the podcast on Instagram, it's in the same feed, so you can just keep following that. Um, And then, but that's kind of it. So this week is going to be a little bit of a weird episode, but... Part of that is because of exactly what we're talking about, and that thing is Doctor Stone.
1: Oh, hi, you, good morning, Wall. Beyond the night, the majestic stage. The darkness is Hey, good morning ち怒ん I don't 生きたって前進見と you so every
0: so, at, at least once a year, but often once a season lately. Since there's so many shows a season, there comes out there comes out this big, super high budget, shonen action show. That's usually a shonen jump adaptation. Um, the season before Doctor Stone, it was Demon Slayer, and Demon Slayer continued. Um, it is also actually I think it was Demon Stone, Demon Slayer. Actually, it was Demon Slayer before Dr. Stone. But Demon Slayer kind of fell off. Um, A more traditional example would be... Like, your Narrow Toes, your Bleach. All those shows that premiered... And, like, premiered with the full gusto... Of a massive budget and, like, built-in fans. They knew we're, they were going to sell... Like, that they knew they were going to sell advertising against... And all this other fun junk. And this, but... Something weird has happened to the shonen genre, um, lately. In that, there used to be formulas to how you wrote those shows and how you wrote those protagonists. And there were deviations and oddities, but for the most part, like, writing a f- shonen show meant you wrote a specific kind of main character. They have spe- a specific kind of motivation, they, even if their personality is one way, they always act a certain way. Um, and that, that overtook all things, basically. So a perfect example is, like, in the beginning of Yu Yu Hakusho, Yusuke is a street punk, basically. But by the end of Yu Yu Hakusho, if you don't count the Omek things, which are actually kind of great and you should count, He is this, like, all-powerful, half-demon, chosen one godchild who has, like, a heart of gold and an absolute awesome moral compass the whole nine yards. But he starts out, but the way he starts out is better than the way he ends. The way he starts out is this, like, shitty punk asshole who, like, could use some growing up, but you understand why he hasn't, because his life fucking sucks. But you gotta get him to be a role model, all this other stuff, so they t- so the story takes him in a certain direction, basically, and gets him there, ultimately. But that turns him into, like, this kind of shounen main character that is way more the way less satisfying to be to experience than the original episode 1 fucking asshole that is Yusuke Urameshi and, and it's not to say that like characters shouldn't grow and shouldn't change and shouldn't should shouldn't mature but they should also have some sense of like Clarity and interest and all that stuff. Um, uh, so what, basically, what's been happening now that shonen anime and manga have been around for forever is that people are starting to deconstruct and reconstruct the formula in interesting ways. Um, we saw that we saw this. And I talked about this a little bit in the episode I did on Demon Slayer, um, which you can listen to in the feed. Um, but, people are starting, Shonen mangaka are, particularly in shounen Jump, are starting to be more and more interested in how you create a shonen character, a shonen main character, who is inherently different than, than anything you've kind of seen before. um. There are also cases like Black Clover, where it's so many shounen action tropes pasted together, and, like... <laughs> it's like... I heard someone say once, like, you said... Actually, I heard Austin Walker on Waypoint get criticized for saying, like, Yeah! Good job! Like, uh... Like, uh... Teacher to a kid who hands them like a fucked up craft project. He's like, "Yeah, you're so creative." It's, <laughs> the experience of like Black Clover feels like whoever makes that thing has the best of intentions. It's following all the rules and like just is like, "Did I do good?" And you're like, "No, no, it's bad. It's like it, it's bad." It's pretty sometimes, but it's bad. And so, like, what I'm trying to say is that I think the ground has shifted where the, like, you need a more, you need, you either need to execute flawlessly in, like, a really flawless way, like, um, they do in My Hero, where My Hero Academia. Executes flawlessly on the shonen formula. That's why it's so good. It is a masterclass of how to make one of those soup to nuts every time. Um, but in other cases, like in um, Demon Slayer, you have people, you have mangaka writing different shown in action characters. You have mangaka writing shown in action characters who are deeply empathetic with a cruel, cruel world, like you have in Tanjiro and Demon Slayer. Or in Doctor Stone, you have a you have a character who's written from the jump to be smarter than everyone he meets. And but also to be Consumed by his own intelligence, almost. And to be intensely logical, to a fault. But also to have a kind of moral compass, because he is still a human. But the way that other characters treat him... Like, they see in him this, like, lust for science that is dangerous... (laughs) Straight up dangerous. Like characters say, like you don't look like a good dude right now, yo. And he's like, I don't care. We're making electricity and light bulbs. Let's go. And so, I, I just I thought about it for a little bit for a little bit because G- Doctor Stone and um, Demon Slayer were on for a little bit of the same time. Um, but what I really what really kind of like flipped the switch was the most pre- the most recent episode of Demon Slayer, where, or not Demon Slayer of Doctor Stone, where they go about making glass, and this brought up two things for this show for me. The first thing is the so shonen shonen action shows have a big fucking problem. And that problem is probably best demonstrated by Bleach. In that they get ultra popular, like deeply meaningfully popular. And there is an original storyline there, but then they have to go past that then they end up having to go past that storyline. Oftentimes blow past it. And they au- and they need to have something for a viewer to read or watch every single week, or like however, however many times the magazine comes out. Like there need to, like there need to be a new episode of Boruto, Naruto Next Generations weekly. That means that they will run out of story proper. And the most most shown in action shows solution to this is the arc story format, which means you go through an arc of a story, like you follow like a tournament arc, like in Yu Yu Hawk Show or many shonen shows. But you need to, like Yu Yu Hakusho show did, execute that so perfectly and be really careful about having too much torment for too little proper story and all this other stuff? Or it just feels... It feels like wasted time. Um Naruto famously has hundreds of episodes of filler. So does Bleach. Dragon Ball has hundreds of episodes of filler. And... The reason for this is, like I said, they have to meet a weekly thing. And so, so like, old giants, with the exception of Yu Hakusho, which, like, it's, at least the dark tournament arc, is like, a masterstroke of how to do a fighting tournament. And it, like, it nails things really specifically and perfectly that many other tournament arcs fuck up. Um, but at least in things like the old world master of, like, the the old big three of Naruto, Bleach, Dragon Ball D, and I'll throw One Piece in there, because One Piece is forever long. Whoa. Um, it, it starts to drag on and on and on, and... The reason for, even, like, for the downfall of, specifically, Bleach. Specifically, Bleach, actually. I'm not so sure about Naruto. I think Naruto just... Well, Naruto had a similar problem. Is that... People get bored. People want to know what the end of a story is. And if they feel like they're running in place... And it becomes they become very aware that there's no road in front of them, and you just see people furiously building the road. Uh, they get annoyed and they stop. They stop running at all. They just turn around and go home. And that's a botched metaphor, of course, but it it, it really works. So what generally happens in a show like, let's say, Boruto is. They'll have filler arcs. Filler uh, arcs that have nothing to do with what is supposedly the o- the total story. And the way Boruto decided to handle it was it decided to say, Hey, right up front, here's this weird-ass, like, badass moment that we are getting to. Wait for it. And they cut to the beginning of the story. And they then go through arc after arc after arc like that. Knowing that at some point, giving this viewer this concept that at some point, you will get to that point in the story that you saw that was awesome and cool and badass. That is a way to, let pe- to remind people, like, hey, hey, give us time. We'll get there. For, like, whatever filler arc you want to have in that whole thing. And all the while, like, give people, like, pieces of a story, even if they don't realize it's pieces of a story. And that can work. Um, My Hero Academia's move is to slot everything into the main story and let it all exist together and ex- and once again execute flawlessly on it on like all levels and that's a way to do it kimetsu no yaiba is meant or um demon slayer rather is immensely slowly paced like it 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 doesn't go through things maybe as fast as it could because it wants to be careful with the amount of story it's burning up. Meanwhile, something like, um... Fire Force, straight up is like, we don't want to go too fast. We've been covering, like, a cha- We've been getting a little hot-footed here, joke intended, and we've been covering, like, a chapter, an episode- we're just going to take a bunch of weeks off and come back on October 12th. That's another solution. Even though they have a long way to go before they get to where where I've even read to in the manga. Not even where the manga is at where I've read to. Um. But the way that Dr. Stone does it is it... ...attempts... ...it... it ...breaks the overall goal... ...down into chunks. Not not even... ...arcs so much... ...as accomplishable tasks. It breaks... ...the overall... ...scientific goal... ...down into little... ...scientific tasks that are achievable. And then sets... ...and then... ...it makes sure you know this is why we need this, this is why we need that, this is why we need this. And it goes about getting the characters that can do each of those things and telling you why they can do each of those things. And also what's unique is that, at least in my mind, is there's a way that Dr. Stone, which I haven't... I've read, like, one chapter of the manga, like way forward in the middle, I was like, oh, this is interesting, and never really focused on again, is you can see a world in which Dr. Stone is trying to preach just the importance and magnitude of science, which it is, and it's trying to, like, make that more important than everything else. But instead, what it does is it make sure that you know that everything of side character brings to the main character is equally as valuable. Um, Kohaku's fighting ability, Suic- like Suika's like, weird spy melon thing, uh, the kind of unrestrained curiosity and collection of chrome, even... Uh, I forget what the character's name is, but the like two-bit mentalist guy... Even his, like, mentalist move and, like, his, like, shady shit is presented as beneficial and presented as a real skill that he uses to benefit people. And you kind of notice this all throughout the show, but as if the show wants to make sure that you get the point and the story wants to make sure that you get the point, there's this... The, the previous episode where they're attempting to make glass. They're attempting to make, like, beakers and test tube vials and, like, condensed glass surfaces to work on and stuff. Like, stuff that you would use in an actual science lab for... because they want to ultimately... because they ultimately want to make biotic, an- antibiotics. And by... And the, they, they obviously know how to make glass. Sanku knows, like, hey, we need to go get coarse sand, and then we can melt that down and make glass. And along the way, they realize, like, oh fuck, we can't, we can't blow glass. We're not capable. Like, it's not a thing we're capable of. Um, for one, you need. You, lots of times, you need two people. For another, it's a very specific like, set of motions, and, like, way of moving all the implements involved, especially since there's fire and and smelting and, like, a degree of quickness that needs to happen. So they end up with basically a bunch of solid glass fucking rocks. Um, It's almost like they baked bread wrong and it just came out of the flavor rock, basically. So, and I forget the craftsman guy's name. They basically, they go kidnap a craftsman. The, like, village craftsman. craftsman, And when they snag him, he's really resistant. He's like, I don't want any part of you, like, weird sorcerer assholes. Leave me alone. But then he sees the, like, fucked up glass pile they have. And he's like, what the fuck is that? I've never seen that before in my life, and he's like, and then Thanku goes about doing it badly in front of him, and he's like, "Oh fuck, I can't, I can't not." He's doing it wrong. Give that to me, you f- morons. And he becomes the like glass blower of their like kingdom of science, so to speak. And it was a really fun, enjoyable episode where. They start making glasses for people that have, like, the fuzziness curse. They make glasses for Suika, and Suika can now see clearly. And it's a really beautiful, awesome moment. Um, but, and so really hilarious. I I, I would love to see what she looked like in the manga, because they made her look like just the most adorable Moe blob, and then she, like, squints her eyes and she turns into, like, an angry old fucking man. Um, but, but what they did there was they said, like, yes, science is important. And, and there's some bad connotations to this, I want to be clear, and I'll go through them in a second. Yes, science is important, but what you, but it's just raw material, and what you do with it is important, it, it is Also, and and who gets a hold of it is important. So, if you know, let's say, if you know logically how Photoshop works, if you can say, like, oh, that does this, this does that, that does this, you can open up Photoshop. But without the training and the expertise and the taste level to, like, Wield those tools, Photoshop as a tool, and not just, like, bash brushes on the screen, it doesn't... You can open up Photoshop, but it won't do anything for you. You can be like, oh, this makes things darker, this makes things lighter, but there are such degrees of control there that you won't be able to, like... You You'll be able to understand it, but you won't be able to do it. So to speak, and in getting the craftsman, they got someone who bridges the gap between understanding and doing when it comes to glass blowing, and they get glass. They get scientific glassware and like this cool table out of it, basically. And in that single episode, it punches you in the face with the notion that. Like, just because just because you understand the concept doesn't mean that you can do it in reality. And this happens earlier with The Generator, this happens earlier with um Senku. No with um what's his face? I forget the lion guy. Senku is the main character, but um there's a lion to like the like guy who's building the kingdom of young people basically ...is, um... ...he realizes that Senku is way smarter... ...and him and Senku basically use each other for a period of time. Um, but... ...what ultimately happens... ...with a lot... ...but there's a bad side to this, and the, um the, like, muscle-bound guy, history strongest high schooler, or whatever his name is, It I forget the character's name, it kind of alludes to this. He says, like, if you revive all the adults, they'll make weapons. If you're planning on, like, advancing science to that point, they will make weapons, and it will all be fucked again. And this is, uh, the common conception that, Generally, tech enthusiasts make about technology, and that is technology is just tools. It's all about what you do with it. If you, you know, just because you have a computer doesn't mean that you're constantly ste- that that you're stealing software. But you need to have a computer in order to steal software and media, and it that misses the point. And what I mean, what I mean by misses the point, is that it misses the point of if you didn't have a computer, that media would still exist. The software would still exist. It wouldn't be usable, but I, you know, if you like, everything whether we want to admit it or not has a has politics to it. And it's like, nothing exists, especially in, uh, nothing exists completely, in a completely new state, especially, especially in, um, Dr. Stone. And what Dr. St- the episode about ramen, where, um, Thanku makes, um, like, buckwheat, like, um, mi- like, millet ramen, really proves this out. And what I mean by that is that it he makes this he makes ramen out of millet which is a grain which is like an unrefined grain that like can be turned into what kind of flour which means you can make noodles out of it. And um and and all the and all the villagers who eat it are like This is amazing. You are my god. But then he eats it, and he's like, oh, this is so disgusting. It barely passes for ramen. It is the grossest. And then he looks up and he goes, but they like it. And what it's saying that, what stuff is saying, what that episode is saying is that thing that he made is a pale imitation of. What existed. But to them. But to all the other characters in the show. Who weren't around 35 billion years ago. It's the first time they've ever encountered anything like it. It's the first time they've ever encountered. Like. Truly refined food. of any At any level. So it's like. Whoa. But. The same, but it's when they encounter, you know, electricity, even if it is like power generated, they encounter electricity generated by a spin, by a spin spark wheel, and like they're like amazed. They are truly amazed. They don't understand all the politics that surrounds electricity and all the politics of, that surrounds what, who has access to constant electricity and all of that stuff. And if I was going to say anything that I was super worried about Dr. Stone doing, it's ignoring the inherent politics of science and of technology and of the advancements of technology, and what that ends up doing to society and the way it carves society up. um. But I don't think that this show will do that. I, I think that this show is really aware of that, and the reason I say that is it's, like, these three, like, girls who are, like, these side characters, and they are deeply superficial. Well, I think... The way they, um, the way that Suika puts it, because Suika finds it out from spying on the village, um, that Senku isn't allowed into because he's a sorcerer, um, is that one girl wants a big, strong man. The other girl wants somebody who can hunt. And the last girl wants just somebody who can just provide, she doesn't care how. I, I, and I think also like father an heir to the family or something and though this is so nakedly honest <laughs> that it it boils away all of the like idea of like um so I, if you've ever heard that song what do we the girl, I'm fighting for a song from Mulan, it's awful. It's super sexist and awful. But what it does is it tells you each of those side characters, like, main goal and what they want in a partner. And what, and what they'll lean towards and what they'll discriminate against and that's the like kind of the first building block if you, if you present it in the right way that kind of thing can be the first building block to tell you like hey this story understands that like these bias these biases do exist and it may do something with them later i the thing that i think that hasn't, that kind of gotten away from this show is why they have these overarching, it, why um, Doctor Stone still has these, compl- like, overarching arcs to each storyline and they're supposedly hopping from one arc to another arc to another arc to the end. I think that it's probably designed to take forever because that's the way in anime goes. But I think that the journey will be more fun than the destination if they do it right. And, um, give you an example of how not to do it right. Naruto, because it had such high ratings, had to continue on for way past the amount of time it needed to. Um, and even in manga form, much less in anime form. And that ended with the manga actually ending before the anime, and there being like a prologue movie for the manga, and then the anime ends. But what they did, they like, they just like lost sight of even interesting things they could do in the episode. And the episodes became these slogs that you didn't want to sit through ever. Just the the edutainment feeling of Dr. Stone helps it avoid this. Because Dr. Stone, kind of like that show from forever ago at this point, because I'm old, um, Silver Spoon, that show Silver Spoon did wants to teach you about like scientific stuff all the time. So, what it does is it like cuts out a little segment of the episode and it explains what the fuck they're doing. Even if it's something as simple as glass blowing, it's like, "Okay, here's how this works. Glass blowing 101. Go." And then um or how to make glass 101. Go. And then they'll have things like little in world segments like they took you on a tour of the kingdom of science, basically, in um the glass blowing episode. And not only do those fill up time, but they fill up a certain amount of like they 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 link you back into like the overall story. Like when he said Kingdom of Science tour, let take you around, you really like oh yeah. Their goal is to build a kingdom of science, to build, to, like, fight the kingdom of young, strong people. Um, but... Also, once again, to be clear, one of the things that Senku definitely wants to do in the kingdom of science is build weapons to fight the strong people. Whenever he, like, depicts the kingdom of science, he's always in, like, a, like... Freaking piloted robot. So that is that that the show all all is already ignoring like the hope that like you, it would acknowledge like hey, you're gonna make weapons, aren't you? Um, but <coughs> the the show. Through that edutainment feeling, and through pretty fast pacing, and through kind of covering a like a accomplishable science thing in each episode, feels less bogged down. And if they can keep doing that, and it keeps being base level enough for people to understand it, or even if it takes a while, and they build, they use a couple episodes to build up through a concept later on it will feel less, I don't know what the, um, it will, it will feel less shackled by the constraints outside of it, because that's, and I think, I would imagine that Netflix is having an effect on this somehow, because, Episodes, seasons on Netflix of like eight episodes apiece and it makes me want to die because I'm like I want more than eight episodes at a time give me more of this stupid thing I know you have it you asshole um but this is like kind of like core system to anime that only recently are being referred to it as that but basically like if you have a two core show it's like two sections of 12 episodes apiece. But what that means is if you have a two-core show and you don't have 24 episodes worth of content, it still needs to get filled in. And that creates some filler. And then if people watch that show like Gangbuster, then they have to do more of it. And what a good... Story writer would do is plan for both, plan for all the options. Like, what if you only get one core? What if you get two core? What if they come back to you and they say we we want it to be four core? But what most people do is they only plan for one. So they either plan for four core or they plan for one core. But The Minimum War ends up being two, so there's 12 filler episodes somewhere in there. And that's kind of what happened to Bleach and Naruto, is they were kind of planned for a certain amount, but it became so wildly popular that it never... that, like, they had to be... that, like, they had to go... they had to reach too far. The person who plan, who clearly has planned for the longest amount of episodes, is um, Ichiro is Ichiro Oda, the um, author of One Piece, and just like the only person who has heard the end of One Piece is a kid who had cancer and died. <laughs> it was his make a wish, and that means that he, um. He has a plan. He has a plan for that show. And he's not letting you know because, like, he's going to take you along for the ride. And some of the arcs of One Piece are awful. Some of them are super interesting. Some of them are tons of fun and fun to look at. But he has a plan for all of that. But the way that it feels, I would bet he had a plan if he got cut in the first month. And that's the right way to think about it. And it, Dr. Stone ha- and lots of shounen anime now have the advantage of being big marquee prestige properties with built-in fan bases. So they c- can know that they will last for their first section of story, basically. But I feel like... Dr. Stone is taking the One Piece approach. It is taking the. We have planned for the whole story. Not just a little bit, not just like half of it, the whole story. And they're. They seem to be very clearly sticking to a scientific task per episode. So it's like. It's like each episode is a step in the recipe of whatever arc they're in. And it it feels a lot better because you know, like, hey, I watched them make glass this this episode. Next time I'm going to watch them make this other thing. Next time I'm going to watch them make this other thing until this goal, this arc that we're in, this goal that they're trying to achieve is... Finished. And it, it, it it a makes you wonder what they'll do next because the glass making episode was like, huh, what? Oh, and then they explained it. you like, oh, that makes sense. But then it also it lets you know that they have something for the next step. It's not just bullshit. It they, they like the glass episode took me off off guard, I'm like, why? Oh, okay. But, like, even when I saw it, I, it made sense to me. Once it was like, oh, they're making glass because the reason you use glass because tempered glass can withstand billions of degrees worth of heat that clay pots can't. So, I just thought it was really interesting, and I wanted to talk about it for this week because I don't believe I've talked about Dr. Stone yet. Um, I may have, um, in which case I'm in big trouble. But um, because I've repeated a show, which I've never said that I haven't, that I haven't thought about repeating a show. I just never have, um, and I can tell you right now I haven't. Ta- that doctor not on here right now for a little bit. Of Inside baseball. I was looking at my episode list, but. All that said, I hope you like the episode. If you like um, the Inktober stuff, like Inktober stuff, definitely follow me on Instagram. I'm doing that literally every day of the month, or I'm gonna try to. I swear. I'm gonna try my hardest. I'm gonna try my hardest uh! Um, But, uh, you have been listening... I've been Alex, and you've been listening to Lunchbox Radio, and... I will talk at you next time.
2: i am burning like a fire guard different for that moment no. if i don't try i never know Show it to the sky, but you would no, no longer you that's right I don't keep on good at that shit, the light Hanna you met on You are the time they can know Joe Walk out Monochrome yeah. You gave me I'm now I look to the moon and the stars. On the side of I not But you are no, no longer you that's fight I don't keep the back with Do it myself funny? I'll do what I do Keep the me to Get out Tell me why I just shouted to the sky But you are not